It's the year of the scorpion, and an evil cabal has resurrected the high priest Imhotep so he can challenge the immortal scorpion king for control of the army of Anubis. Standing in his way is Imhotep's old nemesis Rick O'Connell, his wife Evie, and their son Alex. They have a week to reach the fabled oasis of Amsher and awaken the Scorpion King, or else all will be lost in the epic 2001 sequel, The Mummy Returns. I'm Connor Izagari. I'm Colton Jenkins. And this is Filmgasm. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Filmgasm podcast. This week on our three core shows, we're celebrating the return of Brendan Fraser to mainstream Hollywood with his much-anticipated drama, The Whale. It's not often we have a trilogy that lines up so perfectly with each show's criteria, so we figured, what the hell? Check out the first Mummy on the most recent Oscar Sunday, and stay tuned for the terrible third movie on Beyond the Bad later this week. Um, So just to start, what is your history with this franchise? (laughs) Um, uh, That's a good question. So... Uh, as always, I always feel like my answer to that question is my dad, but this one was kind of on my own because my dad showed me Indiana Jones and after watching Indiana Jones, I was like, wow, I really like this like adventure archaeo, um, arch, oh my God, archie, arc, I, what's the word, help me. Archaeology. Archaeology type of movie, but I was like, I want something more intense, a little, a little more scary and Temple of Doom is pretty creepy, but I was like, I, I want like the next step. So I eventually just found the mummy and the first one really fucking creeped me out man like his face in the sand like still terrifies me today (laughs) yeah we we talked about that on oscar sunday um the first mummy has some epic horror moments like it really does go hard a couple times Mm. and the scene that always freaked me out was when imhotep kills the egyptologist and he like roars the locusts out of his face yeah oh my god i couldn't watch that scene as a kid like i had that, to that part get me that that part gets me the face in the sand and then the the, the scarabs under the skin every yeah. time that comes on even today like when we watch this movie and that scene happens i got like chills and then because of the first mummy my family we went to universal studios and i refused to ride the mummy because i was terrified i was like i'm not fucking getting on that ride I don't want Imhotep to fucking curse me forever. I'm not going on that ride. Oh, the mummy ride's like the best one. I, I know. I, I rode that thing like six times. I, I, I haven't been back since. I'm pissed at my past self for not getting on that ride. Because when I go again, I'm for sure getting on it. Because it, it looks... I have i don't mean to sound like a loser, but I've watched ride-throughs because I, I, I want to ride it so bad. And it just, it just looks so fun. We better hurry. I don't know how much longer that thing's going to be there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They keep taking all the cool rides and, the, you know, modernizing them to for modern things like, you know, minions and shit like that. So yeah, it's, it's dumb. But yeah, I've I've only seen the first one and then I just watched the second one. I've seen like um, the clip of the Scorpion King coming out and that horrible, awful CGI. So I've kind of steered clear. Um, just because I've heard bad things about this one and the third one. And I do agree with some of the things I've heard, but I also disagree with some other things I've heard. But yeah. Yeah. I I love these the first two movies. They were, you know, I had them on tape as a kid. I've 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 enjoyed these my whole life. But part two has like 
if it's very first draft. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they didn't answer, they didn't explain anything. They brought up a whole bunch of shit that contradicts so much from the first movie. Yeah. It's it's rough. But you know what? It's fun. And I, I value yeah. that big time. I'm like, I was not bored. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's definitely a fun movie. And there are a lot of scenes in this one where um just to kind of give you an idea of like where I am with like these type of adventure movies, I kind of liked Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was a fun movie. But there are so many scenes in this movie where I was like, holy shit, that was in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like when they're being chased by like the the mummy monkey things. I was like, oh, dude, that, this is like, that's like the ant scene. Or then when everyone's getting sucked back into the pyramid, that reminded me so much of when the UFO was like taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crystal Skull ripped off a lot from this. I never thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's it also just you know while we're talking about it, it also steals the uh, the raptor introduction from the Lost World. Does it really? Yeah, when everyone starts like when the pygmies first show up and everyone starts like getting like grabbed down into the grass, like all the bad guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's straight out of the Lost World. Yep. Okay. <laughs> But I like it. Um, so to get things started, um, my question for you. So the CGI in this movie is pretty bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly due to a rush deadline for the animation department, which we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later. However, the film still has a lot of fans. So my question is, what's more important to you when trying to enjoy a movie? The way a film looks or the way a film feels? Um, Honestly... Away the way that the movie feels, um, I can kind of forgive shitty CGI depending on what it is. Like I haven't seen the new Avatar movie, but if it looks like shit, I don't think I'll be able to like forgive it or like enjoy the movie. But for a movie like this, I think it's fine. A good example is I loved the hell out of Wizards, and some people can look at that movie and say, "Oh, that's like horrible animation," because it is just kind of like mushed together different kinds of animation. But I I forgive it the thing that matters in a movie is how it feels. And this movie is fun. Um, I laughed when the Scorpion King walks out, um, but that didn't make me dislike the movie any less. It's the same way I feel about video games. I'm going to, I'm not going to enjoy a video game less because it has like shitty graphics. I'm, I'm going to play the game if it's fun and if it has a good story, just like I'll enjoy a movie, even if it looks like shit. Yeah. I'm the same way. I think, you know, I, when something has heart, you can tell when care was put into something, you can always tell you can connect with that. And so, you know, for example, Avatar, like I'm glad you brought that up. But the first Avatar, it looks amazing. But I couldn't for the life of me tell you much of the plot or characters. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen it in a long time. It looked great, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's it was pretty much a rehash of other films with similar uh, plots. The Mummy yeah. Returns, there's nothing else like this. It looks like shit, but I mean, it's creative. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is creative. And I can tell that the people, I assume, are having fun with the movie because it is a cheesy, stupid, like, it's a, it, it it's called The Mummy. Like, mummies are pretty stupid. Like, it's just wrapped in toilet paper, zombies. It's dumb. But this movie does something with it. It, it kind of turns the, the, the genre on its head. It, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just wish that they'd made better choices for part three because this could be a decent trilogy <laughs> if part three wasn't just over here 
yeah. existing. I mean, there's a scene in Tomb of the Dragon Emperor where, like, instead of, you know, they got the, the sand face in the first one, the water face in the second one. We got an ice face in part three. Oh, they got They go to the Himalayas. And uh, yetis show up out of nowhere. And uh, some bad guy gets, like, thrown through a, a, like, a tower that looks like a field goal. And the yeti goes <laughs> like that. <laughs> hands up. And I was like, oh, my God. No. It's pretty interesting though, because you just you said that the Yetis were in are in the third one. Yeah. Man. See, this series could have gone places because it, it kinda it seems like it veers off of just the mummy and goes into like monster hunting. Like this this could have been a really cool series. They did a series, uh an t- animated series in the early two thousands, uh oh. was basically that. It was the O'Connell family fighting monsters across the world. Like like Scooby Doo ish? Yeah. It, made, it lasted two seasons and nobody watched it. I found it at fucking Dollar General. <laughs> That's great. I just realized the past three episodes I've been on, I've somehow managed <laughs> to bring up Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I promise I'm not like a huge Scooby-Doo fan or anything, but what the fuck? I didn't re- I said Scooby-Doo and I just remembered last time I was on the show. And Oh, my God. Oh, we like Scooby-Doo here. We did... Caleb and I did a whole Beyond the Bad defending 2002 Scooby-Doo. So Scoob's been on the brain lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's not a lot really written about the production here. Went smoothly. Everyone was on board. They're like, oh, St- Summers is doing another one. Let's let's do it. Uh, they did say that uh, Rachel Weiss especially said, like, she wasn't coming back unless she loved the script. And she loved the script. So she came back. Uh did not happen for part three. Sorry, Maria Bello, but you are no Rachel Weiss. Your character should have been killed. It would have made more sense. <laughs> but I'll save that for Friday. Uh, the success of the first Mummy led to a sequel getting greenlit pretty much overnight. As soon as the first one's box office numbers came in, Universal was like, we need another one. Uh, Stephen Summers returned to write and direct. Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, John Hanna, Arnold Vosloo, Oded Fair, and Patricia Velasquez all returned. Newcomers include Freddie Both as Alex, Sean Parks as Izzy, Alan Armstrong as Mr. Hafez, Adewale Akinoye Agbaje as Lakna, and The Rock as the Scorpion King. This was Dwayne Johnson's first film role when he was still being billed as The Rock and was still technically owned by WWE. <laughs> That's great. He was so popular, he got his own spinoff movie, which we'll talk about later. It makes absolutely no fucking sense when you compare it to this movie. Scorpion King is the hero of what of his movie. He's a like a lone warrior named Matthias who conquers a who leads a rebellion against a tyrant. And I guess somewhere between then and the Mummy Returns, he became the tyrant. <laughs> so it's a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. What the fuck? How? I don't know. Oh my god, dude, no. It's actually a pretty decent movie. I, I like it. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll give it a try. Is there a shitty CGI like there was in this one? No, it's actually... There's not a lot of magical elements of that. It's pretty straightforward, like... Uh, oh. Kind of biblical war movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the Mummy Returns was met with mixed reviews. Still a box office smash, grossing $435 million on a budget of only $98 million, which back in 2001 was a big deal. That's pretty much chump change now. If you're not making a billion dollars, nobody cares. 
Yeah. Uh, it was enough to greenlight a spinoff, an animated series, and a third film. Has an IMDb score of 6.4, Letterbox score of 2.9 out of 5, Rotten Tomatoes score of 47%. Critics consensus reads, In The Mummy Returns, the special effects are impressive, but the characters seem secondary to the computer-generated imagery. And I say bullshit. Did you even what? watch it? <laughs> Did you fucking watch the movie? Like impressive computer effects? Or have you been watching nothing but 90 screensavers your whole life? Like, how do you oh, consider that ex- impressive? God. <laughs> I would argue that the characters overacting is what carried the film. Yes. Like, at this point, it's like, we know who these people are. We like them. They're why we keep coming back. Not, you know, yeah. just giant, terrible water face. And it, it seems like to me, like the first one was, it took itself pretty seriously. It was pretty scary. Obviously, it had some comedic relief in there. But this one, it, it seems like they're like, okay, we know that we're making a sequel for The Mummy. It's obviously going to be over the top. And I feel like that they took that and ran with it. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. It's not just more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Imhotep is back and a lot of his powers didn't come back with him, but we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, we got the Scorpion King, we got the Bracelet of Anubis, we got this Oasis, we got Flying Machine. Like, we got a lot of new stuff. There was so much new shit at the beginning of this movie. I had to, like, I was like, okay, hold on. Who Who is he? What's going on? There's a bracelet. Whose army is this? Does, is Anubis a good guy? Is Anubis a bad guy? I don't know what's going on. Are we is rooting we- for the Scorpion King? Are we scoring for Inotep? Who Who's the good guy? <laughs> Weird, because in the in mythology, Anubis is pretty neutral. He's kind of like Hades. He just runs the underworld. But in movies, Anubis is always like the devil. Okay, so I guess he's kind of Satan. <laughs> yeah, he's Egyptian. I, weird, because like Set is Egyptian Satan. So it's it's I don't know why they go Anubis just because he, the guy who runs hell, always has to be the bad guy. Maybe he's the one keeping the door locked. How about that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes the warden isn't the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, that's actually like, I really like some aspects of like different um, pantheons of religion, but I really like the, the um, like Dante's Inferno version where like God is the warden of hell. Like he, like Satan is just a prisoner. God isn't, is in charge of hell. I think that's pretty fucking cool. So. Yeah, Dante's Inferno is a good fucking read. I, I took a class on it in uh, my undergrad, and we just went, like, every week was a different circle. And then we get to the bottom, and Lucifer's chained up next to, like, Judas. Yep. This is like, fuck, this is neat. I I, ha- I had to read the first one for class, and I shit you not, as soon as we were done with that unit, I went to Mars and Noble, and I bought um, uh, Purgatorio and read it, because <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, it's so I had, good. I had to buy these specific uh, versions of each one that had like the immediate translation. Into- <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, and I I gave them up to the book like the you know the bookmobile where you sell your college books. Yeah. And as I was walking away, I was like, I I kind of want to keep those. Yeah. So Did I waited like 20 minutes and I went back to the same one and I made up some bullshit about like, oh, the, I forgot the finals tomorrow. I really need those. And <laughs> gave the guy the money back and he gave me the books. Back. He's like, I don't usually do this, but, you know, I don't want you to fail your final. And I'm like, thanks, man. I still have those books. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Holy shit, that's great. Oh, all right. 
let's go into the, the mummy returns. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, we begin with our new bad guy, the Scorpion King mm-hmm. leading some campaign to conquer Egypt or something. Uh, apparently the Arabic line that the Scorpion King yelled to like command his army translates in English to it's hot as hell. No, no, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's awesome. So this guy loses the battle or loses the war. And instead of, you know, killing the leader of the opposing army, the bad, the other team just says like, all right, go into the desert and don't come back. Yep. Which doesn't work. I mean, no, I saw the 10 commandments. I know what happens when you just let, you know, your enemies (laughs) in the desert. (laughs) Sir, if you let them go into the desert in this time period, he will meet his God. (laughs) Yeah. And what happens? Scorpion King meets his God, comes back with a bigger army. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the video? Um, It's like uh, the whole history of the world, I guess. I have not, no. Okay, you should watch it. It's like a guy, and he's talking very quickly, but it's literally the entire history of the world. And he said, like, there's one segment where he's like, oh, look over here. There's a dude sitting under a tree. We can make a religion out of that. But this one, it's like, it's like, oh, look at that. We sent a dude into the desert. We can make a religion out of that. <laughs> That's funny. That's all it takes. All it takes is yeah. one creative person thinking, like, I could use that. And suddenly you've got a religion. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so... Scorpion King makes a deal with Anubis. It'd be cool if like you could just do that. Like pick a pagan god and be like, hey, you can have my soul if I don't die right now. And they listen. That would be sweet. so so that was the first part where I was like, what the fuck just happened? So he just chose a random god and was like, Oh, Anubis, please help me. And then he ate the head off of a scorpion and then that grew an oasis. Well, I always saw it as Anubis sent the scorpion as like nourishment because he needed something to eat. Oh, uh, gotcha. The nourishment, and then like by eating the scorpion was him like that was like the handshake with the up for the contract. Gotcha. And the oasis was like, now have a drink. You look thirsty. They need to do a fucking a Snickers commercial for the NF for the Super Bowl. Cast the Rock Johnson to do the Snickers commercial, and have him walking through a fucking desert, and then he's like, ah, and then a Snickers comes out of the sand. If this was two thousand one, I'd say that'd be a great idea, but. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to get it. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll be happy. I only watch the Super Bowl for the commercials anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that's just how the Oasis of Amsher shows up. And then Anubis says, take my jackals and let my people go. And Scorpion King leads the jackals into wherever that was. It's not very clear. Yeah. No. <laughs> which, which you just lost a war. Why are you starting another one? Oh, he's finishing a war. You can't fight Anubis's army unless you are black cloaked and horsebacked, as we see later. Yeah. Yeah. They just turned to dust. Yeah. Didn't look like the Magi lost anybody in that battle at no. the end. I don't remember seeing any of them die. For the no. army of hell, I feel like you could do better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Scorpion, uh, Scorpion King's like, I love he's just standing around looking like menacing, like, ha that face that he makes dude oh man that is such a goofy evil smile and then anubis in the background's like i've come to collect you can actually see him in the background which is pretty cool that's cool yeah and then he takes scorps uh soul bracelet that had no previous importance comes off his arm and now apparently that 
has it unlocks the scorpion. It's not very clear how Yeah, I, I didn't understand because she said, Oh, every like five thousand years he'll wake up, or every ten thousand years he'll wake up. Was that like part of the deal? I think it was like every five thousand years he can be awakened, or like that's when the bracelet magic works. But like someone has always stopped him up until this point. I don't I think this is the first time because this is five thousand years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. It'd be weird if like, oh, it's time to put the Scorpion That's King back on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, I got I gotta go read the Scorpion King uh, bedtime story to keep him from killing the town like they did in fucking Paranorman. You know? <laughs> like, I'm gonna go read her bedtime story. <laughs> oh, so 5,000 years later, Alex, I mean, um, Rick and Evie and their son, I don't know why they brought their kid, are uh, grave robbing. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> At what point is it archaeology, and at what point is it grave robbing? There's a very fine line. I feel like <laughs> if you're so, keeping it for yourself, it's grave robbing. If you're giving it to a museum, it's archaeology. I can totally see Indiana Jones arguing this in front of a police officer. <laughs> like, no, no, no. This is for the museum. <laughs> he's he's like a senile old man at this point, like fucking like 88 years old. He he's, like dug up like some random grave. He's like, no, 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 trust me, it's for the museum. He's in the museum taking stuff off the wall. <laughs> like, no, no, this is for the museum. <laughs> I found this. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> uh, Rick is you know I, they're obviously a little you know what wary when going into tombs after the events of the first movie, mm-hmm. as one would be, and. uh Weirdly, Rick turns around and his son is standing at eye level with him. (laughs) Apparently, Alex can float, which is a cool power he never uses again. He's like, he's like, Dad, what did you expect to see a mummy? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you a story later. How the fuck have you not told your kid that mummies are real at this point? In your line of work, that would be the first thing I would tell my child. I mean, at the very least, like as part of a safety lecture, like, Hey, we're about to go into a tomb. You're going to see some things. You can read ancient Egyptian. Just don't read anything out loud just in case. And here's a cautionary tale. Why? Yeah. So his mom just taught him ancient Egyptian. I, you know, I guess historians do that. They just teach their kid what they're into. And it's a good thing too, or else Evie be dead. Yeah. Uh, Evie is hallucinating. Also, she's had a major glow up since the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Millions of dollars in stolen gold will do that. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Discovered gold. Yep. But not stolen. It was discovered for the museum. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts hallucinating images of ancient Egypt, where apparently she played a part in all of this. And that never came up once in the first movie when she met, when she was attacked by her, like, you know, ancient stepmom. (laughs) Yeah. Only in this one, they're like, holy shit. Hey, you know what? You look familiar. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, They open the the wall. They find the bracelet of Anubis and they trigger a a flood. Excuse me. Uh, Meanwhile, these three stooges show up and start... (laughs) looting their shit because they're looking for the bracelet and uh alex starts to fuck with them i always like that (laughs) 
I like that too, but I, I, as I was watching it, I was saying out loud, I was like, I wouldn't do that. Like you're like eight years old. Those are men with guns. You're gonna you're gonna slingshot a rock at them. Okay, you're pretty bold. To be fair, he does get quite a few shots off before they figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's fair. They were pretty dumb. He he chose his enemies well. I do love the one guy whose sole purpose in this movie is to point out that there's a curse. Yes, I loved that. Oh my god. That was great. Up until his death, he was like, this place is cursed. I do love when they're just like, what is it with you and curses? Why do you always say that? <laughs> yeah. Even they get fed up with it. <laughs> uh, so everyone makes that alive. They decide to take the bracelet instead of, you know, taking this very ominous warning as maybe we put that back. <laughs> and we flash over to the dig at Hamanoptera where Imhotep's cult is trying to find him. And uh, I like I like this scene. I like going back to Hamanoptera. I like the scarabs coming out of the ground and taking yeah. out the diggers, especially the one guy where they just like fly out of his fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we never see the Book of the Living again. Find that weird. Like, no, they have that that whole like little like jokey part. Like, oh, the Book of the Dead brings things back to life. Book of the Living kills things whatever the fuck they say you know he's like that's my job right (laughs) also who the fuck is that lady (laughs) where did she come from she's She's like i she had the same i always took it as she was just some girl who had the same like awakening that evie had about her involvement in all this and she like went and found them i think i don't know Again, how does how is all this shit not triggered by the events of the first movie? And there's no photographs of what she looked like. So she was like, hey, guys, trust me. I look just like her. And they're like, okay. That is a very good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you kind of look like this cave drawing, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> I have never thought about that. The only people who know what she looks like is us. Yes, us and the dead guy in the ground. Imagine if, like, Imhotep has been awoken. And she's like, hi, I'm so-and-so reincarnated. And he's like, what the fuck? Who are you? No, you're not. They're going to be like, fuck her. Just kill her? Like, what? That would have been fantastic. <laughs> I would have loved if it was, like, one of the guys. Like, because who says it's an Oxuna Moon's going to come back as a woman who looks identical to herself in the in 4000 BC? Yeah, I don't know, dude. That, <laughs> that was my first question. I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I love that in two movies, the Magi have just stood back and watched as yep. somebody has resurrected yeah. the creature they have dedicated their lives to stopping from being reborn twice. They just let it happen. There are so many fucking moments in the beginning of this movie where someone would like come into the movie and he's like, oh, but I'm here too. It's like, oh, great. Who the, who the fuck are you? Why are you back? Like, when he when he, when the Magi turned his head, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is your job. Yeah. And his first thing is like, I better go talk to the O'Connells instead of saying, like, I got to put a bomb on Imhotep's corpse. Yeah. Or something like that. Anything. Like, his job was to make sure that what is currently happening in front of him doesn't happen again. Yeah. Maybe on your way back to London, maybe... Steal the Book of the Dead. Take that with you. <laughs> God. Uh, so we go back to London where everyone's living. And uh, they have a nice big house. And Jonathan lives with them for some reason. 
yeah, I don't know. He's constantly just hooking up, using this like scepter of his as like his you know clincher. Yeah, I will say honestly, like Jonathan was funny in the first movie. I liked him. About halfway through this movie, I got sick of him. I was like, "Shut the fuck up! Why are you here? Please leave." Well, the screenwriter actually he made that he made a a point with Jonathan. He wanted everyone from the first movie to have learned something except him. Okay, yeah. So he's still supposed to be this bumbling idiot who has no who has no clue how like how much deep shit he's constantly in. Well, man, he was a well written character. Ah, uh, yeah, they all the bad guys show up and they threaten him because they think he's Rick O'Connell. And my biggest problem with this movie is how fucking forced the Spear of Osiris is into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They which again I kinda I don't like it, but I I, I feel like it was intentional because he's holding on to it. And the guy's like, Oh my god, it's the scepter of Osiris. And I was like, Well, that's gonna be important later on. <laughs> Yeah, it can be like well yeah. that's not an accident it's like a ra- okay so this is the scene i wanted to talk about because have you seen saturday night live ever all the time yes okay do you know the the bit that do the californians <laughs> yes okay this scene was the californians in a fucking movie because every 30 seconds there was like another minor plot twist it was like <laughs> oh, i'm about to make out oh those you know, that underwear is not mine. And they go into the room. Oh, it's Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan's about to get murdered. And then he comes in. And then, oh, he puts the fucking bracelet on. And it's like, oh, the Magi's there. It's like, oh, we're going to kill everyone. Oh, we're kidnapping you. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Stick with one plot and go with it. Oh, my God. And I'm never going to be able to watch this movie the same way again. That's that's fantastic. It's just like that. Oh, it's a separate of Osiris. It can't be. And then he just gives up the the combination to the safe and he's like what you're still gonna kill me she's like we never said we wouldn't i was like fuck you (laughs) come on oh that's fantastic i hope you know an ox and a moon took the 405 to get there i know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so rick walks in and he's like uh what's going on here yeah (laughs) and jonathan's just like hey you know (laughs) when you're popular yeah um, then, you know, that she throws the snake at him. He catches the snake. It always bugged me when that other guy throws the dagger and Rick catches it like a fucking ninja yep. and hurls it back, like with the tip of his fingers. Like, what the fuck is that? When he caught it in his fingers, that was the moment I was like, are you positive? This isn't a beyond the bad because <laughs> it is still such a fun movie, but there is no way that this can possibly be a legitimate sequel to the first movie. <laughs> We could have, admittedly, this could be on Beyond the Bad, but Caleb and I love this movie too much. We we couldn't, we couldn't do it justice. I would I would defend if this was on Beyond the Bad. I would defend it. I would too. We both would. Uh, yeah. But it could be. It could be. There's some moments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so throughout all that, you know, there's a fight. Obviously, our uh, Death Bay. We finally get a name for him. He did not get a name in the first movie. <laughs> Oh my god! And uh, he's got history with Loch Nah, the uh, the mercenary who works for the bad guys. And apparently, I always took it as he was a Magi who, like, you know, got kicked out or something. And something I don't yeah. know. Oh yeah, because because he, he says he's like he's like, oh, you're pretty good for a Magi or something. 
Yeah. That's hmm. cool. I can sense some implication here. It's like you guys know each other. <laughs> yeah. Alex put on the bracelet and uh saw some visions of some places. It's a good thing this kid is obsessed with Egyptology or he wouldn't know what the fuck like where to go or any of that. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, the fact that he memorized and then later in the movie <laughs> he creates perfect sandcastles. Oh, we're gonna talk about the sandcastles. <laughs> I've had major problems with the sandcastles. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Evie gets kidnapped and they the kid's like oh I saw this guy at the museum once that's probably where where he's going (laughs) fuck you (laughs) again with the Californian thing of course the kid knows who he is he's like oh no problem I know exactly who this is he's he's the head of the British Museum it's like, oh, how the fuck would you know that? And he's like, oh, he's there more than he is home. Of course he is. They plot convenience is sometimes necessary, I guess. <laughs> sometimes you gotta just be like, we gotta get here, we gotta get here, we gotta get here, we gotta get there fast. Just I don't know. The kids saw him once. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they find out Alice has the bracelet. They're all kind of like, oh, well, let's that's not that's probably not good. They get to the museum and uh Ardeth Bay notices rick's tattoo that apparently has been on him his whole life but i don't recall ever getting brought up in the first movie no, that wasn't in the first movie at all yeah and Ardeth's like apparently you're a magi you, you are a prophesized warrior i hate the chosen one shit so much in everything <laughs> just can't, why can't he just be an american who stumbled into some bad shit and yeah. got lucky why does he have to be a prophesized warrior for god <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, he uh, he could have got the tattoo after the first movie, and like you know, in memory of the adventure he had. Now I'm just picturing like all of the survivors getting a survivor's tat <laughs> with like you know R.I.P. Benny or something. <laughs> Fuck Benny, dude. Okay. <laughs> no, it'd be funny if he was like, "Yeah, the mark on your arm," and he's like, "What fucking mark? What the fuck is that?" That wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then what do they do? They watch Imhotep's resurrection instead of acting, which always upset me. And also, how come Evie was able to bring him back with like six words in the first one, but now it takes this elaborate ritual? Yeah, I know. (laughs) And then, dude, dude, when they were watching, he was like, you know, a couple months, he would say a couple years ago, if I saw this, I'd be pretty weirded out. I was like, fucking do something. Yeah, maybe shoot the guy reading the ancient Egyptian. Yeah, exactly. Remember the last time Imhotep woke up? He brought the plagues with him. He killed a lot of people. He, yeah, oh my God. That was, that was bad. And that was, you know, I don't know. So they just watch. Imhotep comes out with eyes and a tongue this time. Yeah. Like, I guess, you know, when you re-up, your first one's free. What? What was he encased in? I think it was supposed to be like, you know, amber, like, uh, Jurassic Park style, I guess. I don't know. That was never very clear. But in the first movie, all he got like sucked back into hell. I thought. I think he just his body, like his soul, he sank into. I don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they don't explain that. Yeah. Because I thought, yeah. I thought for this one that the main like a- antagonist was the Scorpion King. So when they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna resurrect Imhotep," I was like, "What? How? He's dead. He's dead. Dead." Apparently, dead dead does not exist when you've got a literal like 
you know, Book of the Dead with spells to just bring back whoever you want, whenever you want. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. Also, what's the range on this thing? How come the graveyards in in England aren't like bursting with zombies? Or does it only work on Egyptians? <laughs> only Egyptians. And only when you're surrounded by a group of people wearing red cloaks. Yeah. I love that Imhotep basically like emerges with like, what time is it? Yes, dude, I was just about to say that. That's the, He's like, what year is it? It's the year of the scorpion. Oh, word? I guess we're doing this now. Oh, word? <laughs> Basically what he said, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> seriously? Okay. Like, he like, immediately is like, all right, plan over, new plan forming. <laughs> like, what was this? He's like, it was, what time is it? What plan are we doing now? Oh, it's the year of the scorpion. Oh, okay, great. So that's what we're doing today. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. And he's just like wandering around. He sees the Noxina moon looking like he doesn't really react to her. He's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. She's like, hey, I am so and so reincarnated. And he's like, well, not really, but okay. Yeah, not yet, but you will be. <laughs> he was the like, only in body, which basically means, I mean, I'd still hit, but you're not who I want you to be. <laughs> Imhotep's, you know, he's a lover at heart. He, he bangs your soul, not just your body. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> That's what it's all about for him. As he could give a shit about anything. All he wants is that is that woman back. That's all he wants. Which I liked how they ended it, by the way. I But I, I know yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. It's always very satisfying when Imhotep's yeah. just like, oh, shit. Well, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, so that's what love looks like. Must be nice. And then just... Falls backwards. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, so now they start shooting when Evie's in trouble because Imhotep's like, I remember you. Yeah. And I do love his reaction to seeing Rick. He's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> start, gets his soldiers out, summons yep. them, has them actually listen to him this time. And <laughs> yeah, they go after Rick. Three of them attack the bus and one of them just disappears. We never see him again. Which, okay, the whole car thing. The fact that the key broke in the ignition, what the fuck? And then his first, he was like, oh, I'll steal a bus. There's other cars here, but I'll steal a bus. And then when, when they're being chased through the streets, those mummies definitely killed people as they were running because they, like, bumped into so many people. But imagine that being the last thing you see. You're on a just just a, a normal... Uh, you know, casual stroll down the street in London. You know, it's a beautiful night out. And then a fucking mummy just runs into you. And then you blink, you're in the pearly white gates. And you're like, hey, God, can you please fucking explain what that was, please? What the fuck just happened? I would ask for like a redo. I'd be like, please, that's not fair. What the fuck was that? I have never thought about that. But yeah, fucking drive-by mummy attack happened. And <laughs> Yeah, just some Englishman probably out with you know for a stroll with the missus, like, oh I fancy a couple when we get back. <laughs> ah <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Oh, I love that just one of them is still out there somewhere, just Roman. Maybe that's Jack the River. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Apparently, like he uh the original plan was the fourth mummy was gonna attack them when the bus parked, it was gonna grab Alex. But the writer thought, we've been with the mummies enough. Let's just progress this thing. Bro, the name of the movie is The Mummy. Yeah. 
Are you telling me that in your movie, The Mummy Returns, you neglected to have a mummy return? <laughs> you Maybe you're not a great writer, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently, um, Rick and Evie have quite the danger kink, which is good to know. I said that the same thing. They started making out again. I was like, bro, can you fucking wait? You were just attacked. The top of your bus did some physics-defying shit by getting cut in half. Pretty sure Art F. Bay is bleeding to death right now. Yeah. Maybe we should worry about that. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Lock Nah shows up out of nowhere and steals the kid. So they decide, all right, we got to fly. And like <laughs> the introduction of Izzy <laughs> was insane, dude. He was like, no, no, because remember that one time we robbed a bank together? I was like, there's too much exposition in this movie. <laughs> I do love when he's just like, Izzy, and Izzy's like, ah, and closes the door. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we don't have time for subtlety, and shoots it open. Yep. Um, yeah, I wish you Izzy love- had gotten shot. Oh, yes, absolutely. Izzy <laughs> <had gotten> shot. <laughs> oh, I do love that that moment when he like shows him the balloon and he's like, "Where's your airplane?" He's like, "Oh, those are a thing of the past." He's like, "You know what? You were right. You're gonna get shot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, and then the Magi show up and they're like, "And our death's like, I'm gonna help you out because you're my new family," and. Now we get to see all the Magi who just decided not to help out the first time Imhotep showed up. I mean, <laughs> if you have that many fucking people, where were you in the first movie? And also, why were you allowing the cult to dig up his body in the first place? Do your fucking job. In the first movie, they get to Hominoptera and all of a sudden you attack them and are like, you have one day to decide and then you all die. And the, they didn't make good on that, but at least they were threatening. <laughs> yeah. And turns out there's not like eight people in the desert. There's a fucking army of thousands of these guys. Yes. Who just didn't bother to fulfill their one lot in life. When, when his Falcon returns to like the head Magi or whatever, and you saw how many fucking people they had, I was like, this could have all been prevented. There was maybe a hundred people at the dig site in this movie. Like, you know, where were you? Do your fucking job. You wait till they dig up Imhotep, you roll in, you kill everybody, you take the corpse, and you go, like, drop it down a well or something. My God. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, Alex goes on the train, where we get to see the pyramids in Cairo again, which always makes me laugh. And he's, anytime we do like an establishing shot of any city in Egypt, the pyramids are off in the distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so Alex is kind of a brash little kid. I like that. He's just like, yep. watch. Oh, he's like, hey, watch the suit. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely his. Uh, he he plays. He, he's not like an annoying kid. He's very much like you can tell he's like their child, which I, I liked. Yeah, I did, too. I do find it incredibly off-putting when Imhotep speaks to him in English. Yeah, that was weird, man. Because the way that they did that, because he started speaking in ancient Egypt, Egyptian, and then it like switches to English. And for a second, I was like, did he just fucking speak in English? And then continues in English. I was like, oh, okay, I'm not 
I can't understand ancient Egyptian. I got worried for a second that I was cursed from watching this movie. <laughs> when did Imhotep have the time to get hooked on phonics? Because I don't remember. I mean, well, I don't, yeah, I don't think he was talking in English. I think that the kid just understood what he was saying. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I love his costume, by the way, with the mask on. That was so menacing. That was cool. I don't think that the actor that plays Imhotep is very like int- intimidating at all, but in that mask, he was pretty creepy. I beg to differ, sir. I, I really, find, I find Arnold Vosloo incredibly intimidating, at least in the first one. In the first one, yeah, yeah. In this one, he's more of a you know, lovesick chi- man child. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. <laughs> um, I love when Imhotep t- Imhotep takes down the thieves. The way they trap them with that was so great. Yeah. We finally get to see what it looks like when he sucks someone's life out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's freaky. Yep. <laughs> Get, gets them. Um, as a kid, I didn't understand that he killed the other two guys, too, because I didn't see it. So <laughs> I just assumed that they were just not in the movie anymore. Oh, my God. I was six. <laughs> uh I love Alex constantly uh, taunting Loch Nah, knowing he can't do anything about it. Yep, but he gives him the water. He's like, what? No ice. <laughs> well, when he tries to go to the bathroom, he's like, I don't trust you. You'll look. Lachna's like, he's a little offended. He's like, I'm, why, what? He's like, look, look, I'm evil. I'm not that evil. There is a line. Like, there's, yeah. I love that you, like, he'll kill people, but he's not going to peep on a child. How, how dare you exactly. insinuate something like that? <laughs> like the Joker. He doesn't fuck with the IRS. I remember that. <laughs> They did a crossover with Marvel once where Joker found out Red Skull was a Nazi and he's like, you monster. I may be a (laughs) psycho, but I'm an American psycho. (laughs) I would never align with a Nazi. That's great. (laughs) Okay. So they go to Karnak and Alex has his next flash of the next Egyptian uh, monument. Mm Mm-hmm. And Imhotep has like psychic powers now, which is pretty cool. He can just move things with his mind. That would have been useful in the first movie. Yeah. Just... Also, how does he? Why does he have these powers? I don't because know. He's dead? I don't understand. Maybe if you maybe it's like Super Saiyan rules. He died twice, and now he's got like a <laughs> <Now> power boost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so. Anaxinamun Light decides, all right, I want my old soul back. And Imhotep's like, no problem. I know just how to do that. Sit down here at this, in this reflective <laughs> pool and let's watch let's watch some home movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that part was awkward, man. Um, I don't know. I thought that part was really fucking awkward. That, the knife fight. I was like, this is weird. Please stop. Cool thing, though, there were no stunt people in that fight. That really was Rachel Weiss and Patricia Velasquez who trained for months with, to do that fight. Was it really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty sweet. I also was not aware of how white ancient Egypt was. Pretty cool. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> what really bugged me is that the pharaoh, like, there's a, a brief moment where he says a Naxinamun name, but it comes off kind of southern. No, he says Namun. 
I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, at that point, I'm like, oh, dude, take two. Oh, man. Take two, Steve. <laughs> it's gross. And also, don't Google your, like, lover right in front of the Right in front of, dude, I know. I was like, what are you doing? Don't even look at him. Yeah. She's painted in body paint so that if any man ever touches him, he will be executed publicly. Don't, you know, don't cuck the pharaoh in public. No. New. <laughs> yeah, man, it was weird when he was like, he was like, oh, who better to protect a bracelet while she protects me, your daughter or whatever. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. You guys are, okay. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the daughter, but you're the wife. Okay. So mom, I guess, stepmom. Yeah, because in the first one, she's introduced as Pharaoh's mistress, which tells me that the mom is just around the court somewhere. Well, <laughs> Pharaoh's banging this broad. Oh, God. So we get to see the events at the beginning of the first movie play out again. And apparently Evie was just watching that the whole time mm-hmm. and called for the guards pretty late when she realized, yes. oh, shit, it's going down. Uh, hey, uh, my dad needs you guys. Oh, whatever. Already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was not brought up in the first movie. That's pretty important shit. <laughs> And also kind of like non-revelatory. Like there was no big like, oh my God, moment from that. It was just like, ah, so she was there too. Yeah, and she plays it off like, obviously Rick is like, he's like, no, that's weird. You're not, you're not her reincarnated or whatever. She's like, no, really? Like, you know, from my past life. And they're just like, okay, sure. Yeah. Isn't it funny how like they've battled the undead and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, okay. When it comes to past lives, it's like, that's (laughs) great. Yeah. I just love that in fantasy driven stuff and sci-fi when like outlandish shit happens and then something just as outlandish is suggested and people are like, that's bullshit. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, while I'm fighting off a werewolf, somebody suggests a vampire's on the loose and I'm like, you're fucking crazy. You are you fucking dumb. <laughs> um, an ox in the moon. I forget her. She never gets a name for her current self. No. Uh, she stabs herself in the gut very awkwardly. Mm-hmm. And Imhotep brings her back, and it turns out the entire plot of the first movie could have been resolved in about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And undercuts everything they went through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Imhotep never wanted to conquer the world. He just wanted his girl back. That's like, it. The plagues coming with him were just kind of a side effect of bad planning. Uh, what would have happened if they just let it happen? I wonder. I don't know. Like, Would Imhotep have just, like, left or would he have been like now that i have my love i will take everything i want he will have pulled a thanos and just retire to the countryside that would have been great just imhotep's like i'm so happy i got you back there's no pharaoh let's go like, yeah just leave. <laughs> like what it just bounce uh yeah. <laughs> an oxygen moon's back and now she's hot because she was not going to be hot in the first movie when they brought her back in the mummy th- corpse or she was just like ah. And Imhotep wanted a hot one, so he got a he got he got what he wanted. There you go. <laughs> so this is when Alex starts making sandcastles. Fucking got the sandcastles, dude. I've I don't know about you, but it's fucking hard to make a sandcastle. Yeah, it's hard to make a sandcastle. It's hard to make perfect corners with sandcastles. When Evie like brushed it off and the whole fucking thing didn't crumble, I was I was I was livid. Like no, and, and also, also 
Yeah, he does ahead. that multiple times. And how? First of all, how did they not see it? How did that notice that he was taking off articles of his like suit? And then you don't see the fucking sandcastle that he's making. Where apparently he was doing it in like the ninety seconds where nobody was watching him, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, you're in the wrong line of work, my friend. Have you ever thought of professional sandcastle competitions? You know how, like, at the end of biopics, they'll have, like, you know, factoids of what these people did after the events of the movie? Uh, I wish fictional movies had that, and it would be, like, Alex entered the, like, 20th, like, you know, French Beach Sandcastle competition, took first prize. Oh, my God, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> oh. um, Yeah, so it takes two, and then the third one, they catch him. I don't know why he didn't just write, you know... Yeah, like yes. Nile River or Temple in Sand. That, it would have made more sense. That's what I thought he was doing when he spills his water. I was like, oh, great. He's going to write the name of the place that they have to go to. And then they find the sandcastle. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, like, what if what if it was a shitty sandcastle? And they're like, what the fuck is that? It's like, I don't... Is this, like, is that the Empire State Building? What is that? Yeah. Where do we go next? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, or what if, you know, one of the many sandstorms that plagued the deserts of Egypt constantly blew that fucker over? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that he left an article of clothing just so they would know that he was him who built the same castle rather than, you know, the other hundreds of children that like to play in abandoned tombs and shit. Good thing they made their, like, 10-year-old wear a suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, grave robbing. Because remember, like they didn't change when they got home. So like, th- that's yeah, just that's fair. Wearing. Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, that was a weird scene too. Like the way it cuts, like the first sandcastle, and then the second one, like under his jacket. I was like, I was like, okay, we're just skipping everywhere. And also, just in case you forgot, this takes place in Egypt. We get a nice shot of the balloon flying past the pyramids. Yep. It's like, oh shit, this is in Egypt because I had forgotten. Yeah, shit, dude. I thought this was like Kansas or something. Fuck, okay. Are we in Libya now? No, wait. Oh, pyramids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part where he's like, he's like, that is the Blue Nile. You're no longer in Egypt. And she's like, no, because the Olden Kingdom used to reach this far. It's like, okay, we're still in Egypt. Got that, nitpickers? This was ancient <laughs> Egypt back then. Like somebody was going to be like, actually... The Nile is in several countries. <laughs> uh, I do love one of my favorite things in this movie is Izzy's obsession with the spear. And he keeps taking it away from Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> they really want you to keep focus on that spear. Yeah, that spear is important, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan steals it when they crash. Holds <laughs> on to it. Uh, big water face. So... Imhotep really wanted this to be personal. Because I remember he told Alex, like, I hope your parents had a good journey. And then... (laughs) Imhotep's not very good at killing his enemies. No, he's not. Which is weird, because if you owe him, like, a canopic jar or something, he can kill you in less than five seconds. Yeah. But if you're just, you know, the guy who put him in the ground, he'll just kind of toss you around for a while. Mm Mm-hmm weird uh the face looked like shit but i still thought it was creepy like seeing a face in the water would scare the shit out of me and if that's on the mummy ride i'm not riding (laughs) i'm just saying 
the mummy ride was pre like you know all the like the the visual map roller yeah. coasters so it's just like a tomb and then like a tv screen with emoteps like rah ha then fire and then you go like Woo. oh okay it was neat <laughs> there's a mummy haunted house in orlando i mean in the uh, hollywood one oh that's cool there, there was i don't know if it's still there probably not it's probably like the minions adventure or something <laughs> <laughs> probably jesus um but yeah, the water waterface shows up and Izzy takes it pretty well. He's like, "Oh, I didn't realize we were being hunted by primordial evil. I wish you would have told us." Yeah, doesn't he say? He's like, "I think there's something you left out." Yeah, it's like <laughs> something you forgot to mention, huh? Yeah. I wish he'd been shot, and I wish Imhotep's the one who shot him. God, that would have been so fucking funny. Uh, oh, so God. they they crash. The balloon crashes, and Izzy's like, "I don't know how to get this off the ground." And Rick's like, "I trust you. Let's move out." Like yeah, the- which again is another like m- like another th- like instance of movie bullshit. There's no way he fixed that that quickly. <laughs> yeah, that or like even know where to get them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I trust you. No, you don't. That's actually quite a big like thing with your characters. Like you guys don't trust each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god, the pygmies are kind of weird. They're like pygmies. Yeah, it was kind like of out of nowhere. Island, you know, dwarf monsters. Oh, they weren't monkeys. They weren't monkeys. They were. They were oh pygmies. shit! Okay, <laughs> this podcast is canceled. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's they were they were movie monsters. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, they go after everybody, and Emotep's like, take the bracelet off the kid. Like we don't. We're here. We don't need him anymore. Uh, he doesn't know that. Nobody knows anything about how this all works. <laughs> <laughs> and Locke now is like, oh, finally. And goes and he's he's excited to get to kill this child. He's like, get to kill this fucking kid. Yeah. And then uh, Rick shows up out of nowhere, saves the kid automatically. Ardeth Bay shows up, is like, ah, starts fighting Locke now. I love that Jonathan's the one who saves Ardeth later on with his with his like expert shoot marksmanship. Yep, that was cool. I did like that. It was cool. It irritated me that Loch Nah got stabbed, like sliced to death. We don't see a drop of blood or a wound. Yeah. This is a PG-13 movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. It was a cool. It was a cool scene. I still, I still think. I've always loved the the final run through the jungle to beat the, the sunrise with Rick. That was really cool. But I'm kind of upset that they told him. It's like, hey, if you if the sun touches your bracelet, you're gonna fucking die. I wish it was like a like a like a con. Like they just wanted the bracelet to get there. Oh, that would have been fucking fantastic. So like he's like, oh shit, my son's gonna fucking die. And then it's like nothing yeah. happened. Like they don't yeah, they don't make it, and Rick's like, no. And then the nothing. kid's like, I'm fine, Dad. Look. That or like Alex just like starts rotting away. That could have been cool too. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I like that. I like the idea that Imhotep was fucking with him. That would have been a neat touch. Uh, and they didn't really get inside the pyramid, so maybe he was. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you're like you know late to work, when you get to the door, you're still not at work. You're still late. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you got to go inside. I thought uh, that the dude, the 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 museum guy. The, the leader of the cult or whatever, when he like picks up the bracelet and goes like downstairs, I was like, where the fuck are you going? 
Like everyone's upstairs in like the main ritual room. What are you doing? And that was what woke up the Scorpion King. I was like, okay, you guys aren't communicating. How did you know where to go? When to do it? How do you know that he would be upstairs? You know what really bugs me? At the beginning of the movie, when they find the bracelet and they see the emblem of the Scorpion King, Evie just casually mentions like, no trace has ever been found of him. No record, no archival evidence. It's like, well, how the hell did all these people know exactly where to go in the pyramid? Yeah. Like, exactly how to use the bracelet to wake him up, how to kill him. Like, clearly some of this shit was written down somewhere. Exactly. It's like, Scorpion King, what the fuck is that? Nobody knows, but I do. Yeah, good good point. Like, if nothing's ever been written down, how do you? what are you talking about? Scorpion King? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Resurrect Imhotep? It's like, what year is it? The year of the scorpion? I don't fucking know what that means. <laughs> It's like, where's my woman? <laughs> yeah. Where's a where's an ox and a moon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which again, going back to that scene, that was literally he goes, Oh, what year is it? <laughs> I wish he'd come out and was like, Benny! <laughs> Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought it would have been great if they op- like they wake him up and it's not Imhotep, it's fucking Benny. Oh my god. It's like Benny's half-devoured corpse is like, ah, what happened? It's like, fuck, put him back. I'm not the right guy. Oh, that would have been great. So out of nowhere, Evie gets stabbed. Yeah, dude, I, you know, this is not because I didn't like her character, but I kind of wish she just fucking stayed dead. Her death scene just, is pretty, it's it's not very well acted. She's just kind of like, she's like, shake, uh, shake closes her eyes. Yeah. And Rick isn't really torn up about it. He's like, uh, man. I mean, at first he's like, he's like, oh, no, Evie, no. But then it cuts to another scene and then cuts back to them outside. And he's like, uh, stay here. I'm going to go fucking <laughs> kick this dude's ass. I was, a, I was more surprised at Jonathan. Like, he was just like, yeah, you know. She's probably in a better place, you know? Like, it's in the good book. Like, he didn't even seem phased. Oh, my God, that part. He was like, oh, you know, as the good book says, the book, of course. Fuck you. That quick? (laughs) I mean, in this world, it is established that the rules of death do not apply as long as you can speak the right language. (laughs) That's fair, I guess, yeah. So I would be, I'd probably have the same reaction. If somebody I love died and I had access to the book of the dead, I'd be like, oh, okay, give me like 10 minutes. What I thought was going to happen was I thought because because the first time they did that ritual, it brought back the old, like the whatever her name is, back into the yeah her new body. So I thought it was going to bring back the old, you know, her like the the daughter lady. Yeah, Nefertiri. Yeah, I thought it was going to bring her back and put her in her body, but it didn't. It just brought her back to life, which I didn't it understand. Brought, it brought Evie back with Nefertiri's fighting skills. Oh my god. Okay, sure. Apparently, uh I guess the shelf life is like if you, you know, an hour. I guess the soul's <laughs> not quite there yet. So yeah. I don't know. Whatever. My, what I'm like most like concerned about is there were no consequences to that. No, sure. I know that's what I'm saying. There was nothing yeah. nothing wrong with that. Evie's not, you know, a monster now. There's not like a you know set time limit. No, nope. and she still have children. Like, is she is she alive or is she just like reanimated? Like, is she a yeah, exactly? 
And also, when he was like reading from the, he's like, "Oh man, I don't know what this one symbol means. Do you? It looks like a pelican." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's this one." Yeah, the throwback, the one symbol that Jonathan knows. Yeah, that was, that was helpful. And also, yeah. since he started talking, does that mean that he has to start over? Or yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't know the I don't know the rules. Yeah, I, there are no rules. One thing that bugged me, uh. So while Alex is bringing mom back to life, Jonathan has to distract Anox in a mood and they start fighting. And uh, but first off, Anox in a moon gets like a like a cat noise out there, which I never quite understood why they did that. <laughs> but uh, whenever she hits Jonathan, there's a smack noise. But when he hits her one time, we don't get a smack noise. Was that like too much? I don't know. <laughs> The whole part was fucking stupid. He's like, hey, come here. Let me, let's fight. Smash yeah. it out. Somebody needs to teach you a lesson, wench. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Jonathan, language. <laughs> I I love the bit where Imhotep loses his powers because it's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Just, so- yeah. Just walking down the stairs, ready to fight the Scorpion King. He steps on something and all of a sudden shadows come out of nowhere and he's like, ah! <laughs> just take his yeah. <laughs> his first thing he's like, fuck, you know what? They they probably took my power away. Let me let me try to move a pot. And he still like move, he still like shakes it a little bit, but like, damn, I don't need my fucking powers anymore. Guess I gotta fight him like a mortal. He is gonna be a giant scorpion, man. What do you mean you gotta fight him normally? No one's gonna win. You couldn't take down a drunken American explorer yeah. in the first movie, mortal. You're gonna take down the Scorpion King just by your like you and your your magic tunic is that what's gonna go down here? Oh God, dude! Wow. Right about there, Anox in the Moon's like she's a gold digger, but like instead of oh, money, yeah. it's it's all power for her. Yeah, as soon as she loses his power, she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not feeling this anymore. You know? Yeah. She's like, you don't need to do this, and he's like, you're right, and then just runs down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like. Rick and Imhotep fighting mono mono. That that was cool. Yeah, that was yeah, that was cool. I did like that. I do love that it's like such a intense beef, and neither can understand anything the other says. Yeah, but but I also feel like if they were able to understand each other, it would all it would all just be resolved. Is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just want to get laid? It's like yeah. Okay, you're not gonna like end the world. No. I mean, yeah, go ahead, man. Whatever. Well, sure. He does want the army of Anubis. So I guess in this one, he does. Oh, okay. Them. Yeah, that's fair. But in the first one, it was just, I just want to get laid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why there's a secret society dedicated to stopping me from that. I mean, that's kind of cruel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Alex does the impossible, brings mom back with zero consequences. I guess okay. mom and Nefertiri are sharing this body now. And uh, yeah, Alex is like, you know, we did it. We did it. Jonathan didn't do shit. No. And they just well, go. Well, no, he, he distracted her. That's true. And they just go watch, I guess, the events unfold. <laughs> the rest of it. What was that weird crack, by the way? Like the portal to hell? I guess that was, yeah, That's a, it was a crack into the underworld. Like, okay, just there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's, it's aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
the Anubis army shows up and uh, the Magi are prepared. Apparently all you gotta do is take their heads off and their pushovers. Yeah. Or just block their swords and their fucking swords explode. Yeah, oh my god, dude. Actually pretty pretty useless army. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty cool though, jackals. And also like once you kill them all, they come back immediately because where, where are they going to go? The underworld? The door's open. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I do like them when Ardeth's like looking at the next wave and he just looks at his tired man and he just yells, you know, till death. Like that, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so you guys are going to die, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. I always assumed that Alex is the one who awakened the Scorpion King when he brought Evie back. Really? No, because that dude was in the basement doing whatever the fuck he was doing with the... He, like, put on the bracelet and stuck his hand in that weird mystery hole. That brought the army up, but then what? The Scorpion King waited, like, 25 minutes and then <laughs> opened the door? Oh, yeah, that's true. I think because, you know, we see the Book of the Dead awaken things in the immediate area. Like, when they bring back Imhotep at the beginning, all the mummies in the British Museum wake up. So I think that that spell also brought back the Scorpion King. Oh, Oh, shit, maybe, actually, yeah. What was the gong that Imhotep was ringing? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I've never understood what that was. Maybe, like, I thought maybe that was waking him up, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's in, you know, it's like chapter eight of the Book of the Dead, to awaken the Scorpion King. Ring gong eight times. Wait 25 minutes. Make sure bracelet has entered Scorpion Hole fully. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wondered how like instruction, like how those books are written to awaken the dead. It's like to if you want to thank you for purchasing manual on how to awaken the dead. If you'd like to awaken Scorpion King, please turn to page 482. Step one, attain Scorpion King amulet. (laughs) Step two, did you obtain amulet? Yeah. If so, move to chapter, move to step 65. (laughs) If no... Find where amulet is. There would be cult. There'd be so much less necromancy if it was that it was as complicated as like installing Windows ninety five. <laughs> there'd be a fucking like a like a IT, but for like evil people. Thank you for calling like, the Book of the Dead helpline. How may I help you? I'm trying to raise him up. All right, sir. Did you try? I don't know saying. The phrase on page 387? No? Okay. Well, Have you tried closing the book and opening it again? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a full moon, sir? It clearly says it has to be a full moon. Do you have the key that inexplicably opens both books and Imhotep's coffin? Do you have that, sir? And it opened the chest to get the to get the amulet or the bracelet out. Oh, that was that was a different key, thank God. But like that would have been it was a different key, but it was the same exact shape. <laughs> Apparently, there was only one key shape in the ancient was... Egypt, which kind of defeats the purpose of having a lock. It was a uh, it was uh, round, spiky ball and co. They make all of the locks in ancient Egypt. That guy was raking it in. Because <laughs> like, what, what do you need a lock for? A book or a chest this time? A book got you right over here. He goes in the back and it's just the same key like a hundred times in like three different boxes. And he's just like, here you go. <laughs> That'll be eight ninety five. Yeah. Big box, small box book. Those are the, 
Those are all. Those are the only things that existed that you needed to lock. Nobody locked their door. They didn't have doors. Nope. They had, you know, windows. Nope. <laughs> so the Scorpion King arrives, and I think in two thousand one, nobody was expecting that. No, I don't know. Was that bad CGI for that time period? That is what happens when you give the uh, the animation department eight days to work. Okay. Yeah. I, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in, a, in a bit here. But yeah, that was an incredibly rushed job. And that's what you get. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I mean, on paper, it sounds cool. You know, half half rock, half scorpion. Just have, just have the rock. You don't need to give him scorpion legs. Just have the rock. The rock is intimidating on its on on his own. That would have been sweet. The door opens and there's just a, a silhouette of the rock, and we all are like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that would have been so fucking cool. Yeah, and he just punches like Imhotep across the fucking room, and we're like, "Okay, he's the real threat now." Yeah, I don't know if you need like a scorpion thing. I don't know. Give him like two fucking swords Ooh. that look like. How about this? The Rock riding a giant scorpion. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. But no, we get The Rock with the same evil voice that every bad guy has in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> Imhotep, I love he immediately pushes out. He's like, no, no, I'm your servant. I promise. I'm not here to kill you. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. He's here to kill you. And he's like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's like, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Why would you lie to me? <laughs> Have you seen um, Spy Kids 2? Yes. The one where they go to the island? Mm-hmm. Bro, that's the Scorpion King right there. <laughs> the little the, like, monsters in that movie, dude. Picture Romero talking about his creatures. He pulls out that, and he's like, this is a Scorpion Rock. <laughs> fucking, fucking Steve Buscemi shows up in the middle of the of the fucking um, of the Scorpion King's hideout, and he's like, do you think God abandoned his creations? Because... <laughs> Because what what did he say? Because he was disgusted in what he created. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? <laughs> yeah, that's some profound shit for a spy kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Rick just fights off this big scorpion man while Imhotep just kind of like <laughs> watches, twirls his mustache off to the side. Uh. The museum guy shows up with no hand and is like, you know, just kind of, he's just like kind of crying. He sees the scorpion thing and he's like, nope, and just turns around and tries to hobble away. (laughs) Oh, please, mommy, I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) And he gets ripped in fourths. Yeah, dude, that part was fucking wild. Yeah, he's like, save me, and Imhotep's like, why? Yeah, he's like, why? Good point, dude. <laughs> yeah, and no blood. Interesting that the, the the museum guy had no blood. Wonder how he was walking around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Rick finds a good hiding spot, mm-hmm. and that hiding spot luckily has uh, directions for how to kill the Scorpion King. And all you need is a tattoo and a spear. And wouldn't you know, Rick brought yeah. both of those. <laughs> He's like, oh, the scepter of Osiris is a spear. Yeah, it's like, okay, now I'm a believer. Like, who was watching this movie and saw that and was like, wait a minute, hey, the the scepter. 
I love that the instructions are like, okay, so you take this. It's literally, it's literally like the Book of the Dead. And like you shove IT. it in that. <laughs> yes. Step one, obtain scepter. Step two, enlarge scepter. Step three, insert scepter into chest. If you have not yet acquired tattoo, please repeat step one. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that the the Scorpion King, like, hieroglyph in the final thing is just a guy with a big claw. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So how do they know the lady who claims to be the other lady reincarnated, she's like, yeah, it's me. How, how do they know? They don't have a picture of her because if that's the shit that they have to go off of, there's no way. Yeah, it didn't really look like Dwayne Johnson. No. Uh, I mean, I, they did get their confirmation on Anox and Moon when she started Frenching the corpse. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that that was, was pretty fair. much that. Everyone was like, okay, she's not lying. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. that was that's pretty, what I needed. That's pretty grisly. Yeah. That's necro- that's ne- that borders borderline necrophilia. I don't need to see that. Yeah. During that scene, when it was like still the flashback, I was like, please don't switch to like modern times. Please don't switch back. And they did. I was like, of course you did. You didn't have to do that. And her fingers go inside of his cheek. Oh my God, dude. It would be hilarious if they pulled back and he's like rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. But he's embarrassed. He's like, hey, um, no. Like, he stands behind his coffin. He's like, bring me the Scorpion King now. <laughs> trying to divert. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So Rick uh, actually was doing pretty good with Scorpion King when he just like threw some fire on him. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan figures out how to open the spear. And Imhotep immediately takes it away from him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it was like whoever killed him gets the army. That's the deal. Yeah. Whoever kills gets to either destroy the army or keep it for themselves. I don't know where you make that decision. Maybe it's in your heart. I don't know if Anubis shows up and it's like, all right, here's the contract. (laughs) Sign here, here and here. Initial here. Do we liquidate assets or do you retain assets? What are we doing here? (laughs) I have a six o'clock. We need to. I got to hurry this. this Brings him to the fucking like Beetlejuice. Like, you know, after life department or whatever, but it's like the yeah, fucking Egyptian mythology department. This movie ended with like Rick and Imhotep in un- in undead court. I <laughs> I would love it. I would love it to death. This would be better than the first movie if that's how this movie ended. <laughs> the fucking lawsuit. My God, dude. Uh so Imhotep throws the spear instead of you know running up and stabbing him like you probably should have done. Uh Rick catches it with a big no. And Imhotep's just, I love he's just like, ah, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yeah. Fucking American ah. who keeps ruining his plans for global conquest. <laughs> it, it, it gives off the vibes of, again, I mean, I mentioned Scooby Doo. It gives off the vibes of, ah, oh, you damn kids. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling archaeologists. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little kid too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I do love Rick gets the Scorpion King like right on the edge of hell. There's that weird little moment where Imhotep like jogs over and just goes, no, <laughs> always makes me laugh. It's so weirdly timed. <laughs> yeah, man, it's weird. But then Rick saves it by uttering a super badass line, go to hell and take your friends with you and then twists yeah. it. Oh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Scorp- Scorpo explodes. 
You get a big black smoke face. Yep. And uh, then it all starts collapsing. It was weird seeing the rock's face in that smoke cloud, though. That was. And also, I didn't realize how close the Magi were to the Oasis. Like That's like right over a dune. You could have helped them, too. And <laughs> yeah, they're like right there. So, like, again, thanks for the help. Yeah, how many battles are you guys just going to bow out on? Yeah, there's a lot of watching other shit happen in this movie. That's, yes, there is. Uh, I think Ardeth Bay should have died in the battle. Really? I think that would have been a good moment for him, like saving somebody. Or is he in the third movie? Nope, because this is not an Egyptian problem. Oh, so yeah. He doesn't have to be there. If he was just randomly in China, it'd be weird. That's fair. Yeah, then yeah, he should have died. Yeah. Uh. So at some point, I get how Rick got dragged into hell, but how the hell did Imhotep also get dragged? I have no idea. Guess he was standing right there. Surprised Imhotep isn't like smacking him, <laughs> trying to like, yeah, yeah, I'd be super in character. <laughs> He's like, no, go. I deserve something today. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh. I kind of felt bad for Imhotep. It. It's rough, yeah, to realize the entire point of everything you've been through is in India. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. But I like the, you know, the juxtaposition of Rick being like, you know, get out of here. Don't save me. Save yourself. And Evie's like, no, I love you. And goes and saves him. And then Imhotep's like, save me! <laughs> you gotta help me! And she's like, mm, no. And I like how he doesn't even say anything. He's just like, ah, oh, damn. Well, I love the way he yells her name, and then it just like the it hits him like, oh wow, like, like all of, everything he's went through goes like it hits him all at once, and he's just like, hmm, and then just falls backwards. He's like, hey, fuck it, let's go. He looks at that. He looks at Rick and Evie with like a nod of like, I wish I had what you have. Yeah, <laughs> which I he kind of gave it to them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And then he just gets dragged into hell. As you do. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Anubis was like, you again. Like, He's like, hey, how are you? Welcome back. How'd it go this time? <laughs> you know, three times you get a free waffle cone. This time, I just feel bad for you, man. Yeah, it's like, anyway, here's your room key. <laughs> well, then, I mean, Anox in the Moon falls in the scorpion pit, so she shows up right next to him. I wonder if they are, like, had... A- oh, my God. I'm, it's like, hi, welcome back, you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, thanks so much. All I did was die for you and come back to life for you and die for you again and come back to life for you again. He's like, oh my god, have you seen the office? Yeah. Yeah, when he's like, he's like, Do you know how many um vasectomies I've had? Snip snap, snip snap. You know how I've died for you? <laughs> oh my god, it's Jan's dinner party. Uh, <laughs> but the, I I bet, you know, during That's that, so- I bet Anox in the Moon is like flirting with Anubis. Oh yeah. As soon as she shows up, everyone's just like, ah, it's like, all right, we're going to leave. We'll leave you two to it for a little bit. L just got a little hotter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I I can just see it fucking, you know, Imadev is at like, you know, therapy. He's like, yeah, man, I've given literally my life, my death and my other life and my other life for this lady. And she just doesn't care about me anymore. Off to the side, the pharaoh is like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. 
<laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> it's like, why did you want to be brought back to life if you can be together here? You were both were dead. You can be together here in the underworld. Oh my, Imhotep has like an oh my god moment. Of He's like, like, fuck! I didn't need to do any of this. <laughs> and then she's like, shut the fuck up! <sighs> she was my only way to get to the mortal world, guys. Shut up. I wonder if the uh, curator guy showed up and was like, I did everything for you! He just jumps on Imhotep, starts pummeling him. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. Oh. They're funny. They could do that like, like an office one-off of what happened after the mummy. If I had billions of dollars, I would pay the cast to, to do that. Yeah. Reenact an epilogue for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... Everything, the Oasis getting sucked into this pyramid. I don't know why that would, nobody seemed to know that was going to happen. Uh, so they decide, let's climb. They get up to the top and they're like, well, now we're stuck on the top of a pyramid. <laughs> they do have a moment of like, oh no, now we're trapped. Like, yeah. <laughs> you think fucking Osiris was up there? was going to fly you off this thing? Like, no. Turns out Izzy though. Can patch he fixed up a... it just in time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who would have known? Doesn't quite explain where he got the gas, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I do love when he, I do love when he shows up and he's like, come on. I, it always, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Especially when Jonathan's like, you know, let me down to grab that giant diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love when they're like, Rick's yelling, it's not worth your life. And he's like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Jonathan gets his diamond. Izzy's like, that's half mine because you took my gold stick. Yep. Jonathan's like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're kill each other over that diamond. Oh my god. Yeah. And then in the third movie, Jonathan used that diamond to buy a nightclub in China called the Demoteps. It's Egyptian themed. Oh my fucking god, dude. Yep. So Jonathan is like in the third one? Yeah, it's in China. Alex is like, he found the terracotta army. Rick and Evie are retired. Evie's an, uh, a writer. She wrote two books. The first one was called The Mummy. The second one was called The Mummy Returns. Oh, that's wonderful. And she's got writer's block for a third book. And uh, Rick's fly fishing, and he's not good at it. That's what he's doing? How does he get... You know what? I don't want to know. I want to watch. Jet Li's the bad guy, and he's about the only likable thing in that movie. Oh, fuck me, dude. Jet Li, he hasn't he hasn't been in a movie in a long time, man. He's a million. He made millions in like the late two thousands. He doesn't really need to. Dude, the last movie I saw Jet Li in was um, what's that one movie? But the guy he like goes to like the that secret world. Oh, Forgotten Kingdom or whatever it's called. Forbidden Kingdom, yeah. The Forbidden Kingdom. That's the last movie. Or did he voice? He voiced someone in Kung Fu Panda, didn't he? That was Jackie Chan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so the last movie I've seen Jet Li in is he, the Forbidden Kingdom. For, he's in the, the he's in the Expendables trilogy. Oh, is he? Yeah, briefly. Okay, but Forbidden Kingdom was cool because you got to see Jet Li and Jackie Chan fight each other. That was yeah, that's pretty good. That's fucking cool. Uh, yeah, Mummy Returns. That's the movie. That's Still great. 
It's fucking stupid, but I still like it. <sighs> yeah. Here are some filmgasm facts for The Mummy Returns. Number one, Freddie Both, the kid who played Alex, was a huge fan of The Mummy. He saw it over 30 times. It was his favorite movie. What? He passed on a role in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to do this movie. No, what role? I don't know. I choose to believe that he, I choose to believe it was Harry. I, I don't think it was, but I like to think that he passed up on Harry Potter so he could be the kid in the mummy too. Oh my fucking God. Imagine now, you know, everyone makes fun of him because of that. He's like, he doesn't tell anyone. He's like, fuck, I hope nobody reads that fact about me. Please. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the residuals are high. Oh my God, dude. What if, I mean, whatever. He was a kid, whatever. Well, not only that, but because he loved the mummy so much, he knew everything about it. He kind of acted as a consultant. Like anytime the cast and crew needed to like work on some continuity, they asked him about it, which is probably why the continuity is so fucking wacky. <laughs> Nobody did any research. They asked the 10 year old like, hey, what that's happened here? And he, he just gave his expert funny. opinion. That's <laughs> fucking great, dude, because, you know, that's exactly what happened. He's like, no, no, he has special powers. Believe me. He can move shit with his mind. I know. He watched like the mummy and X-Men on the same night and he got it all confused. And he's like, no, no. Yeah, he can heal. He's got those claws. I promise. (laughs) There has to be a face in this movie because there was a face in the last one. You got to have, you know, it's acting one on one. You can't have a face in the first movie and not a face in the second movie. That's just crazy. I'm like, shit, that's good. Write it down. They even they continued that in the fucking reboot in 2017. We got a smoke face in that one. So is, is the reboot supposed to be like this? No. No. Damn. Tom Cruise is basically like a soldier who deserted so he could sell black market Egyptian artifacts. And wow. he stumbles on to what is it, Aminette, I think her name is. It's not very good. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are in it for some reason. That's what? That's weird. Yeah, they were trying to do a monster cinematic universe, and he was going to be the Nick Fury. It's like, going to go talk to Dracula about the monster initiative or some shit. Wait, I didn't know that that's what, like, the monster movies were going to be like. That's what they were planning to do. They had a whole thing planned. They were going to have um, Javier Bardem was going to play Frankenstein. Uh, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Like, they had multiple films planned. Wait, wait and they were all going to team up? Yeah, there was gonna be like a like Van Helsing or something was gonna be the the team up movie or something. I don't. They didn't have I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't really make sense. I thought they were just gonna make like a bunch like the old school horror movies again. No, they were gonna connect them because that's what you do now. Uh, well, Johnny Depp didn't play the Invisible Man. Nope, because the Mummy failed so horribly they abandoned all their plans. Uh, but I got well, like was the Invisible Man already being made? So they just like rewrote it or something? No, they tried to reboot the idea again but more hard r rated with the invisible man and that turned out to be a huge success but then covid killed the plans for that oh fuck man come on they had a wolfman movie planned with ryan gosling uh dracula again and all those have pretty much stalled out that sucks dude yeah because the invisible man kicked ass that was great it was really good yeah um Number two, the much-criticized digital effects of The Scorpion King were rushed and were only completed eight days before the film's release. That's why The Scorpion King looks like shit, because they were given no time to make him look good. And they told 
produced. They're like, we need to switch the release date. We need more time on this. And they're like, nope, this is coming out in July or wherever the hell we need it now. And they're like, well, you're going to, you can either get it done quick or you can get it done right. You can't have both. What the fuck? So what was their plan before that? It just, it was that it just looked more refined. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> I saw an interview that Brendan Fraser did with GQ where he talked about his career and he talked about the mummy returns and he brought this up and he's like, look, we know it looks like shit, but we, <laughs> I had so much fun making that movie. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Um, number three in the director's commentary for this film, writer, director, Stephen Summers expressed that the idea of the Scorpion King keeping stone carving directions of how to kill him with the scepter was pretty ridiculous. And to that, I ask, well, then, Steve, why'd you put it in the movie? You were the writer <laughs> and director. This is all on you. He's like, yeah, I don't know why the fuck we did that. That was it's pretty dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I like it because it adds the charm of the movie because it it wasn't it, it wasn't a, 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 um, a like a I don't know how to I it was a, it was an enjoyable movie. And it was because of those little quirks like the fact that i had directions and how to kill them yeah it's all you know it's faded as rdf keeps saying you know it's all faked <laughs> in prophecy that's why i don't have to do anything because i'm not in the prophecy <laughs> um there was a short-lived animated series simply titled the mummy that ran for two seasons on wb kids follows alex and his parents facing off against supernatural threats the main antagonist of the series was you guessed it imhotep well, like in every episode, it's like, oh, I'm a tap again. Hey, buddy. Not every episode, but he did keep coming back. So at one point, they brought him back again. Oh, my God. Yeah. This time he's purple. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Was it voiced cool. by the same cast and everything? None of the voice cast came back. Not even the kid who loved the mummy. Oh, man. Probably because he saw Harry Potter and he was like, fuck. What do you mean? Eight movies. Oh, <laughs> job security <laughs> for a decade. Damn it. Oof. Oh man! Oh, I wonder if his parents were like, you know, trying to press that. It's like, all right, it is ultimately, it's your career, it's your choice. You can <laughs> choose which one. I know which one I choose, Freddie. It's fine. You. I'll do. I'll do House of Anubis for Nickelodeon in a couple of years. That'll be fine. Oh, if I ever meet Freddie, both I have questions. <laughs> um. So the 2002 spinoff film, The Scorpion King tells the story of the battle-hungry tyrant's rise to power. Oddly, as a lone warrior-turned-hero saves a, a nation from another tyrant named Memnon, he is Matthias, the last of the Akkadians. And at some point, he became a fucking psycho. But we don't get to see that. What the fuck? Yeah, he's called the Scorpion King because he got stung by a scorpion and it didn't kill him. What? That's, the whole, that's where it all comes from. Oh my god, okay. Sure, man. Yeah, they even give him a name. Like at the end, they're like, "You're no longer a warrior. You're a king. You're a scorpion king." No, fuck! <laughs> they did that at the end of fucking Fantastic Four. They're like, "We're a team now. We're pretty fantastic." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what is this? Some kind of Suicide Squad? Yeah, I hate, oh I hate that shit. <laughs> god, dude, it's so lazy. Oh, but if you ever want a, a decent hour and a half weird movie that really shouldn't exist that was produced by WWE Entertainment, watch The Scorpion King. Wait, it was produced by WWE? Yep, because The Rock was owned by them. So for a while, when he was still The Rock 
any movie he did under the rock, they got a piece of. That's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. There's four direct-to-video sequels, all of which feature different wrestlers under WWE Entertainment. Oh, my God. It's a different wrestler every movie. <laughs> oh, that even got a video game. Oh, I will look into that. I, the Mummy Returns, I have, I still have that video game on PlayStation. Oh, is it? Uh, it's a video game? That's pretty cool. The first, all three Mummy movies got a video game. No. Uh, the first Mummy game is one of the scariest, hardest games I've ever played. Are you serious? I still haven't beaten it. I've been playing that game since I was like seven years old. I still haven't beaten the fucking game. This isn't about the game. I looked up the Mummy animated series. Amotep's character design goes hard. Nice. He's pretty cool. He's purple, like you said. He looks pretty scary. I can't lie. That's cool. I would, have, I would have kept him as his like undead form and just never regenerated him. Just had him be like evil corpse. Bald man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's on Peacock for free. Oh. Well, hey, maybe. There we go. I love that we have access to pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so... When the Mummy Returns game, you get to play as Rick or Imhotep. What do you what what's what what what's the goal when well, you play as? You play as Rick. Your goal is basically the movie. You get to the you get to the Oasis. You stop the bad guy. As Imhotep, your goal is to get to the Oasis and end the world. Okay. You get to drain people's lives. Like you get to suck their souls out. As like that's how you gather health. And I did it to everybody. That's <laughs> it fantastic. It was neat. They like flew in the air. Their soul like they were. They screamed. You threw back a like half rotted corpse. <laughs> and you said the first one's like scary and difficult. Yeah. It's it was a PlayStation One game. It was you know polygons a galore. The music kicks in like randomly. You know mummies will just fly out of the wall and attack you. Oh. It's, it's the music cues are fucking scary. Like it, that game. <laughs> that game kills. For a, for a movie game, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, I give The Mummy Returns an eight. It's not as good as the first one. It's loaded with plot holes. When you really think about it, it doesn't make much sense. But you know what? It's a lot of fun. I'm never bored watching it. I I enjoy it. To me, that counts. Yeah. So I I was originally gonna give it a six, but after this conversation, I've come to you know I like it. So I'll I'll raise the score to seven. It's not like I don't think it's a good movie, but it is a very fun movie to watch. I found myself laughing a lot more than I expected to. And I rolled my eyes a bunch of times. So if you're into like really cheesy over the top, like it's like, oh, plot twist. I have a snake, you know, oh, plot twists. You'll you'll like this movie. So, yeah, I, I give it a seven. Yeah. When you said that like, following this conversation, you were going to change the score. I thought you were going to go. Now it's a four. <laughs> now it's a two. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, this was this was fun. I had a lot of fun with this one. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com. Send, send us a message through the socials. Check out our website, filmgasm.com, where we have reviews, articles, trailers of upcoming films and every episode of our shows. We recently realized that by the time 2023 rolls around, we'll have done 521 total episodes if you count everything we've ever done fucking crazy <laughs> yeah that's that's fucking insane dude uh, glad to be a part of it though yeah i've been a part of all but 
I think six episodes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on support this podcast on your preferred provider. We appreciate it. Next week, our holiday lineup continues with a modern Christmas horror classic, 2015's Krampus. Yes, we did cover this film a few years back, but then Michael Doherty saw fit to release his definitive director's cut titled Krampus, the Naughty Cut on 4K. Sure, some people say the differences are so slight that it's not worth the money, but I just see it as an excuse to once again discuss Krampus on the podcast, only this time with a bit more gusto. Uh, it's going to be fun. Krampus is, is a blast. And I'm ex- I am excited to see just how different the $35 4K is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just watched it the other day. It's such a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's scary, too. Like, the elves are terrifying, man. The fucking, like, toy, like worm toy that eats everything. Yeah. Like- Obviously, yeah, Krampus is going to be fun. Uh, don't miss The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor on Fridays Beyond the Bad and Avatar on Oscar Sunday. Until then, try not to unleash any unspeakable evil into the world. And if you're able, go see The Whale. As soon as there's a theater near me that has it, I'll be first in line. See you next week. Keep watching movies. Keep watching movies.